Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the One Ministry Question Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Adkins, and today I'm here with Daniel M. Hello, hello. It's good to be with um, you, Todd. It's great to be with you. I haven't done an introduction in that way before. I'm not yeah. sure why I did it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, th- today's question is interesting because it's tied to COVID and, and I recognize the, the I don't want to say that COVID doesn't exist in some places, but the measure of importance or the level of mind space it takes in in a church leader's mind does differ depending on where you live, right? So there are some of our some of our uh, our, our audience. They, I mean, you're you're in a place where COVID and restrictions and all that is at the top of your mind and is a framework in which uh, is it's depending why or how you can do ministry or how, not why how you can do ministry and there are others of you who it's just not on the radar so as we attempt to answer this question we are going to be mindful of that um but here's the question what does an effective outreach event look like now right so what does an effective outreach event look like during a time of covid <laughs> Right. What does that look like? I mean, first of all, I would say um, there's not a COVID clause to the Great Commission. And so we have to continue to uh, attempt to reach out. Um, Some people would, you know, say, oh, outreach and evangelism are different, yada, yada, yada. I would say, well, um, they're both at least – part of what I'm thinking of when I think of, of outreach. Hmm. Typically that's an event that we do in the community or um, the approachability for someone who is pre-Christian hmm. is, is really low. Like we make it really easy for uh, them to come to the event or we actually go out into the community and are doing something where they live, work and play. And um, we, we want to, serve them in some way. So I do think that it's important to have a, a mindfulness there um, and to help people understand you may not think this is an issue or you may think that this has been a politicized issue. Um, hey, your, uh, your job is to make that person feel uh, welcomed, to, to make that person um feel at ease to remove any barrier to the gospel that there might be. The gospel Mm -hmm. is offensive enough. Nothing else should be certainly the way that you do it or the comments you make or, or whatever. So that can be difficult for some of our church members, but it's a maturing conversation, I think um, for us to have. Um, So as, as we do outreach, it's just through the, the lens of COVID. So there, there might be, at least in this time, there might be, um, uh, events that you can do because of it. Like mm-hmm. this is an actually an incredible opportunity for additional outreach that you may not have had before. That's one thing to think about. The other would be, you know, my church is in Tennessee where um, it's, you know, it's not that COVID uh, doesn't exist um, here, but you, you, you kind of feel like it, it, <laughs> It's a different animal uh, than <laughs> well, other parts of the well, country, but. meaning that, you know, you're not seeing masks hardly, 
hardly uh, anywhere, but you do see them because of real reasons and yeah. real, if not real reason, at least real concerns and emotions right. behind those concerns. And so we want to be really careful again to construct our events in such a way that takes that into consideration. So, you know, you can still do trunk or treat or, you know, whatever outreach uh, event that you do, you just need to do it in a way that um, puts no barriers to uh, the people that you're trying to serve the most from coming. Yeah, that's right. I would put it on a spectrum of when, as we're talking about outreach and, and what that looks like right now, I would put it on a spectrum of individual to group and um, successively larger and larger groups on on that uh, on that side of the spectrum. So when you think about outreach right now, you're right, Todd. We do have to consider that regardless of your opinion and your church's stance on this. Uh, there are people in your community that you are called to to proclaim Jesus to, right, in word and in deed. Uh, you're not called to proclaim your views on one issue or another. It's it's about Jesus. So so you need to be mindful that yeah, you know what, people are going to have different persuasions one way or another, and have different um, levels of comfortability in gathering with groups. So that's why I would say when you think about a robust outreach strategy, uh, COVID or not, you need to first think about the individual and think about how you are equipping your church family to neighbor, right? How you are equipping your church family to be a disciple that makes disciples. Uh, Daryl Johnson is a is a pastor and a professor out uh, in Vancouver, used to teach at Regent College and, and um, one thing I love, I, I love how he puts evangelism. He says that evangelism is joining in the conversation that the Holy Spirit is already having with someone else. So, yeah, you know what? There are people in your community, your neighbors. I mean, the Holy Spirit is there's he, God is drawing that person to themselves. The Holy Spirit is having a conversation in one way or another with that person. So how do you join in? Uh, how do you equip your congregation to be sensitive to the spirit? How do you equip your congregation to be able to share their testimony? Uh, our friends at Community Christian, Dave and John Ferguson, I mean, they have that acronym, BLESS, begin with prayer, listen, eat, serve, and story. How are you equipping your church family with paradigms like that? How are you normalizing mission and helping every individual in your church family recognize that they may not have the gift of the evangelist, but they are called to do the work of an evangelist regarding, regardless of your spiritual gifts. So that would be first and foremost, I think before, because because sometimes churches tend to get into the rut of, hey, we're going to do the big outreach event. And unintentionally, what you're doing is you're telling your congregation, you can, you, you, you can't actually, you, you're not equipped to lead someone across the line of faith because you have to have the pastor do it or someone who has the gift of evangelism and it comes through big events. Um, and there is a place for that. And I'm not negating that, but it has to start from the foundation of the individual. So, you know, yes, you're a senior pastor of, uh, of a, a large church in Canada. And that's like one element or facet of who you are, but you're also a, a thought leader, um, an author and you speak to other pastors all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some of the ways 
that you have heard people turn this issue into an opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, turn this into this problem, whatever you want to call it, into an opportunity to serve more people or serve a different group of people than they may have before. Like, how do you actually use this um, in order to serve more people? I I love that question, Todd. And I know probably behind that is that whole beautiful constraint uh, model, right? The, the model yes. of beautiful. If you have no idea what we're talking about, uh, if you go on Ministry Grid and, and maybe we can have a link in the show notes, there's actually, you've done courses on helping right. churches uh, recognize that constraints can be beautiful, right? Hence the term beautiful constraints. So uh, it is based on a book, but man, you've done a great job in, in turning it into a course for church leaders. So I love, I love the question because uh, we're th- we're on the same thinking wavelength with that, right? And and when I think about the opportunity that COVID and uh, has offered us, especially now in relation to outreach, is that man, people are more aware of their brokenness than they've ever been. And so, as a church, how do you meet people where they're at? Right. And yes, individually, that's why I wanted to talk and start with the individual because, man, an individual like I can know things about my neighbors and my friends and others who are non not followers of Christ at such a level of depth. But when I start thinking of the masses, you end up generalizing. So if you're thinking the generalization, yeah, there is there is a hurt. There is a division. There is a man. Am I am I okay? Uh, the aftermath of two years of all this is like, am I, am I, am I happy with my life? Right? Is there more to life than this? Like, we actually just did a big outreach event last week at the time of this recording called "Is There More to Life Than This?" Because we're like, people are asking that question, right? Like, is there, like, is there more to life than this, or are we just going to be stuck in an endless cycle of this, right. of of all of this? Right? Is there, and and relationships are breaking down. So so. Maybe an outreach event is something regarding relationships. We are doing grief share. Grief share is one of those uh, things that uh, it's a program that you can do for people who have lost a loved one. We know there's been so many deaths and so much loss. So that also is an outreach, even something like divorce care, right? That would be another form too. So, so I would just really creatively think, okay, what are the aches? What are the pains? And I'd, I'd even encourage you with your leadership team to pray, uh, to pray and discern and ask, yeah, what are the aches? What are the aches of our culture and of our society and in our neighborhood and in our city? And how can we speak the gospel into that, right? How do we speak light into that? Well, and for so many people, um, uh, over the course of the last two years, there were things that... Um, this crisis has kind of revealed. Mm. You're right. Um, a lot of people hadn't spent as much time with their spouse. And so <laughs> spending that much time with your spouse and children uh, in confined uh, places uh, yeah, right. really affected some marriages. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In addition, uh, it affected finances. People lost jobs. There's inflation. You know, there's all these things that are going on. When that happens, that hits your food pantry, that mm. hits 
your finance ministry or benevolence ministry. Like there's all these, uh, there's a cascading effect. Our church has an auto ministry Mm. and the demand for, you know, we basically get used cars, fix them up and uh, give them to, to families in need the cost of cars, you know, and and trucks have gone through the roof. And so there's like all these things that kind of compound and it really is an opportunity because in so many instances, there are other organizations or other churches, most of the time organizations that have stopped serving the community. These weren't parachurch ministries. These were just things that, you know, the, the government or society did that have mm-hmm. kind of closed their doors. And once again, I think it's an opportunity for the church to step in yeah. and do a wonderful job of, of you know, what it already uh, does, but what we should be doing better than anybody because yeah. we have a better reason mm. and foundation uh, to care this much for our community. Yeah. We are the number one plan for God to bring his hope into our community, that is the local church and what it's supposed to be there for. And when they don't come in, we go out to them. And it it happens regardless. So any closing thoughts, Daniel? Yeah, no, I mean, I love that. And I would love to, if you have innovative or or different outreach events or, or an answer to this question that you're like, hey, what about this? Or have you thought of, or this is what we've done. Man, we would love to hear that. We would love to hear that because not only do we host this podcast, but we're practitioners as well, right? So, I mean, we would love to hear that and help spread the news too. So yeah, just reach out to us on social media and, and we appreciate you listening into this episode. We'll catch you next time.